Welcome to the Owners Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Prue Chapman, and I'm here to help you create a better business. Over the past 10 years, I've built a global business from scratch that enables me to work from anywhere, which is sometimes in my hometown of Byron Bay, and quite often from the back of a camper van somewhere off the beaten track. Along the way, I've had the joy of mentoring some of the most successful creative entrepreneurs around. And here on the Owners Collective Podcast, I'm going to help you do the same. So get ready for a series of short, sharp throwdowns to help you build the business that's right for you. If you're keen to get started already, I've got a freebie for you. Head to theownerscollective.com forward slash start and scale for my downloadable guide on how to grow your gig. Hey, Steph, and welcome to the show. Hey, Prue, thank you so much for having me. I'm so thrilled that you're here and I'm thrilled because you are a gun at many, many things and creating and launching digital products is a big uh, component to that. So to give our listeners a little bit of background, um, you describe yourself as an ex-corporate square peg. You're a launch strategist. You're also the host of the Socialette podcast, which has a whopping 500,000 downloads. Steph, that's huge. Yeah, it's been um, it's been fun, and it's turning two in a couple of days as well. So you know, we're gonna have a little birthday party a <laughs> in isolation. <laughs> well, that's not too hard on podcasts, right? Like they're kind yeah. of in their very nature. So look, you are incredible. I mean, what I love about you is that you love to launch things. I don't know that I've ever heard anyone say that before, but it's something that's really stand out about you. So you definitely help entrepreneurs and early stage entrepreneurs to launch things and to relaunch things. And you've got a signature framework that you take people through to do that. Now, um, this ultimately leads, of course, to better businesses, to more profitable businesses. And I think something that you and I are both really passionate about is about more freedom. Oh, yes. kind of work that we Hell do. yes. <laughs> yeah, we're both, I mean, I know, you know, we've known each other for quite a while now and we're both big travelers. We love hitting the road. And this is, you know, the potential of what online products can do. So I know for me, I've been like, madly passionate about uh, online offerings, uh, like I said, for the freestyle, but also for the agility and for the flexibility, the exponential earning income that you can get from online offerings um, and also the relatively low fixed costs. I think it's just hidden gold. There is definitely, there's a huge amount of pros. There definitely is some cons and also I think some guidance in getting it right, which is why you've got to, why we've got you here today. So for me, when I got interested in online products was definitely when I was hustling my one-on-one practice. So I had 25 coaching clients, I was meeting them all face to face, and I just knew that there had to be a better way. So a better way of teaching people, a better way of getting people results, um, and also a way that wasn't as draining on me because that's what I was pretty burnt out at the time. So I guess straight up, um, why did you move into online products in the first place? Yeah. So I guess it's pretty similar to you, Prue. I was working one-on-one with a lot of clients and uh, like I was loving some of the clients. I was loving the really good clients, but then some of them weren't, I wasn't feeling that great about them. And one of the things I was doing quite a lot was Facebook ads management for these clients. But at the same time, I was getting a lot of people reaching out to me saying, hey, can you manage my Facebook ads, but my budget's only $100 a month for ad spend. And I would say to them, well, that's great, but you're going to be paying, you know, like upwards of $700 a month just for me to manage your $100 a month. You need to learn how to do them yourself. Like you, you, can't, you, you can't afford to outsource 
at $100 a month budget. And that was kind of where the idea of, oh, maybe if I created an online course for these business owners to learn how to run Facebook ads, then that kind of opens up this whole world of them being able to DIY their Facebook ads. And it was never going to be, you know, like this is everything you need to know about Facebook ads. It was purely just for this one little group of business owners to learn enough to be able to run successful Facebook ads with their, you know, $20 a day or whatever their budgets were. So I did that. I launched that and it was a very successful launch for my first launch and I loved it. And I was like, Ooh, okay. People want to learn how to DIY their marketing. So that's kind of where the podcast was born. And that was aimed at the group of people who, you know, couldn't afford somebody else to do their marketing for them. So from that, I guess I was, that was my year that I was doing a lot of traveling 2018 and I was juggling clients and time zones. And I had one particularly painful client that left me with a really bad taste. And I remember coming to you Pru, at the end of 2018 and we sat down and I think like one of the first things I said to you was like, I think I want to fire my clients. And <laughs> in hindsight, it was just me asking you for permission to fire my clients and go all in on digital products. And you were just like, yeah, okay, go on, do it. And you also kind of pointed me in the direction when I was like, I, I remember sitting down and saying like, Pru, I want to launch a course on this. I want to launch a course on this. I want to launch a course on this, but I don't know what my thing is. I'm like the generalist marketer. And you were like, well, obviously it's launching. <laughs> There were some pretty clear signs there for you, Steph. Um, yeah. It's so interesting that you say that as well, because I think quite often people come to me for permission slips. It's like, you've got this inner knowing of what you want to do. It just feels pretty big and scary. And if you can get that outside perspective for someone to say, yeah, go for it. You're like, okay, done. And I think yeah. that's what I love so much about you. It was like, we had that conversation, you know, we had a session and then you just went away and did it. You were like, right, done. Off they go. Yeah. I fired the clients pretty quickly, but I think I sat on that pivot for like another you know, nine or 10 months before I actually hit go. <laughs> all good things, all good things. Now, something that you and I were just talking about, Steph, before we went live here was that we're kind of in this really unique time of COVID-19 where um, there's some really terrible things going on in the world and I want to acknowledge that. But in terms of what we're here and talking about today, there's some incredible things happening in the online space. So I know for me in my work, it's been... Um, I guess a challenge to really warm people up to the online space. So people quite often say, oh, I don't want to do an online course because I won't show up. And, and I, I, I can't quite get through to them how personal the online space can be and how incredible. And now here we are, like, you know, you were just saying yeah. like your mum's doing yoga on Zoom these days. Yeah. So I feel like <laughs> this huge opportunity right now for online products and for the online space. So, I mean, is it like all your Christmases have come at once? Oh, it's amazing. And I'm like, oh, I'm starting to notice actually a lot of people are sort of pivoting into the digital space. And I'm like, you know, guys, like I was, I'm just busy planting the seed for like the last few months. <laughs> I've been planning this all along. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Someone actually asked me that this morning on a recording, like, did you plan COVID? I'm like, no, I'm just really passionate about the <laughs> online space. It's awesome. So I guess let's kick off with um, just the lay of the land. So what are digital products and why should business owners be paying attention to them right now? Yeah. So I guess digital products, like there's so many definitions of what a digital product actually is. And there's so many different types of them. Um, I guess how I define it is more, it's like an online product that creates some sort of leveraged income in your business. So you can leverage that product to make more money for basically the same amount of work as, you know, you can, you can sell a hundred courses for the same amount of work as 
10 courses with the exception of, you know, customer service and all of that. So it's something that's really highly scalable. And this could be, you know, an online course. It can be a membership. Um, in some cases, you know, like group programs, eBooks, templates, um, I guess software, like, um, you know, like SaaS products, those subscription software products, they're in a way a digital product, but I don't really look at those. They're kind of a more technical thing. I'm thinking more, you know, like service-based business owners who are productizing their knowledge in some way. Mm, okay. I love that. Productizing their knowledge. So, and, and I totally agree. It's like hugely leverageable, scalable, and it's going to take you the same amount of time to sell one as it is to sell a hundred or a thousand or a million with that little exception of customers. <laughs> listen. So, yeah, that little thing. <laughs> that little thing, that little thing. So why is now the time for people to be paying attention? Yeah, well, I guess, so the best products solve a problem for someone, right? And right now people are experiencing completely new problems that they've never, ever experienced before, which opens up so many opportunities for people who have the skills to solve those problems. It might not be the problem that they've been solving for their audience all along, but they can pivot, they can adapt their skills to be able to solve that problem. So like, for example, my mom's yoga studio, right? They suddenly had to move their entire business onto Zoom. Now, if they had no idea how to move their business from in-studio to on Zoom, there's such an opportunity for somebody like me who would know how to do that to say, well, hey, let's do a three-hour workshop teaching all of the yoga studio owners in the country how to move onto Zoom. I love how you just literally came up with a product right there. <laughs> to be honest, I did think about it a couple of weeks ago. I was like, oh, I have the skills. Should I do it? <laughs> and this is great. I think that's some real intel there because it's like, it may not have been how you were solving the problem before, but now we have a whole new set of problems. So, you know, now's, now's the time. Yeah. And it's with those new set of problems, there's now less competition because, you know, like people haven't had a chance to enter that market already. You look at like, um, for example, like the last recession that we were in and all of the companies that came out of that, the really big tech startups that came out of that, I think like Uber came out of that even. Mm -hmm. And you think, okay, well, there's going to be opportunities in this. It might take a while for them to present themselves, but they're definitely there. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, looking at the businesses that are going to thrive through this um, situation, I think they definitely, it's more about the business owner having a really open mindset as well to just like how could, being open to do th doing things differently and having a look at kind of like the broader business and what have I got inside that I can actually help solve problems with. So I absolutely dig that. So I guess talk us through um, what's the potential if we get like, creating an online product, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, like we've talked about it before, you can scale your income like nothing else. Um, and actually I'll use the example of one of my products that has just been like a complete game changer for me. And I'm very lucky because I created and launched this product at the end of last year. And since then I've put it on an automated funnel. So even though all of my client work, my one-on-one -on -one client works dried up in the last, you know, last month or so, I actually still have this product bringing in income. And basically, so now I've been able to scale it to the point where I've reached my entire 2020 calendar year revenue goal in one month. Wow. Uh, I know. I was like, oh, okay. I clearly wasn't being ambitious enough there. <laughs> um, it's, it's meant that I can impact a lot more people. So I've sold now a thousand copies of this course and if I were to sit down one-on-one -on -one with a thousand people to help them to launch a podcast, like 
that would take me years. Mm-hmm. It would take a lot of time. So having my knowledge all in one product means I can help an extra thousand people launch a podcast. And a lot of these people are people who wouldn't be able to afford or wouldn't have the budget to get somebody to work with them one-on-one anyway. So it's kind of, it's opening up that opportunity for them to launch a podcast that wouldn't have been there before. Um, It's also meant that I can work fewer hours. I mean, at the moment, I'm really only working, you know, five, six hour days and taking a lot of time to do the mindset work and, you know, go for long walks and all of the things that I feel like I'm being called to do at the moment rather than speeding up. I feel like I'm being told, okay, I need to slow down. Mm. And it's also really like, a digital, a good digital product can build your authority. And I've noticed with this product in particular, I'm getting a lot of invites to be on people's podcasts. I'm getting asked to speak in online summits, um, getting asked to host masterclasses for other people's audiences. So it, it really kind of, it's not just about the income and it's not just about the freedom and the flexibility, but it's about the, you know, like the other opportunities it opens up for you. Wow. And that's a whole host of things. So as you say, like the revenue coming in, amazing. You've automated it, which is incredible. But then yeah, speaking here, they're building authority. This is like, I don't know, anyone <laughs> that is not like, like intensely interested right now in yeah. some sort of uh, digital product, then I don't know what you're thinking because yeah, this is, this is absolutely where it's at. And congratulations, Steph. That's like hitting Thank your you. revenue goals in April for the year. Stop. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> it's a little bit scary. That's why that's part of why I've had to be working on the mindset stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I guess at stake, if people don't go down this direction is, you know, we really get trapped in that, particularly service-based businesses. We get trapped really in that kind of one-to-one model, isn't it? And it's, there's just so many ceilings on it. Yeah. And you, you sort of, I mean, people do refer to it as a hamster wheel and we've all heard that. And it is because you, the only way to really earn more is to put your prices up or work more hours. And you kind of get to a cap with either of those. Like you can't, I mean, you can ultimately put your prices up a lot, but you only have so many hours you can work, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it really allows you to earn that more money and it really allows you to help those people who couldn't afford to otherwise work with you or who you wouldn't have the time to impact. Yeah, incredible. All right, well, let's get to it. Hit me with your top tips on how to create a digital product. Where should people start? Yes. Okay. So the first one is to know exactly who your customer is. Like pick just one ideal customer and identify like what their problem is that you can help them with. Now it's really tricky because we all just want to help everyone. But when you try to help everyone, you actually end up helping no one. So even just by helping one group of people, you can make such a big difference. Once you've helped them, then you can move on to helping the next group, but just start with one. I Um, love that. Great tip. Yeah. Next tip would be pick just one idea to focus on first. Um, I'm really guilty of being like, oh, I want to launch this and this and this all at the same time. And I found in the past when I do that, I actually, I'll get like 25% of the way through three things. And I feel like I've made no progress at all because I'm nowhere near finishing any of them. So if you focus on one idea, see it through to completion, then focus on the next one it's a much easier way to do it. That is an excellent tip. And it's one that I personally need to take up. And I think you just (laughs) released an episode on the Social Ed podcast, didn't you, about this? I did yesterday. Yes. 
Awesome. Everyone get over there and have, I know because there's everyone that's listening to this is like multi-passionate entrepreneurs. So first tip, really like know your customer and know what you're solving. And number two, like pick one idea to focus on at a time. Awesome. Hide from the sparkly squirrels. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Next tip, Steph. Sure. So know what the outcome that you want to deliver is before you start creating your product. And when I say outcome, it's not, you know, I want to teach them everything about Facebook ads. No, it's not that. It's like, okay, I want to show them how to turn their $20 a day budget into $40 or, you know, like, you know what the outcome you're trying to deliver for them is and anything that doesn't bring them closer to that outcome, like any piece of content you're trying to include that they don't actually need to know to achieve that result, then that's actually slowing it down. It's making it harder for them to achieve the goal so it shouldn't be included. And like, I mean, I guess also as part of this tip, have a strong outline before you start creating it. Otherwise you'll just end up going down like all of these rabbit holes and you'll never get it done because you'll start outlining and then you'll be like, oh, I can teach them this. Oh, but I also know this and I know that. No, <laughs> you'll never finish it. <laughs> That's really, really great advice. And I mean, is less really more when, you're, when we're creating online products? Oh, a hundred percent. And I think there's like this misconception that the more you like the more content you include, the more you can charge for it. And this is so not true because, you know, like content, people don't want content. They just want the result. Mm -hmm. What determines the price is how reliably, how consistently, how quickly you can get them that result rather than just proving how much you know to them. I feel like that is one of the most sage piece of wisdom that I have heard any business owner say. Because <laughs> there is people want to, and I know I've been guilty of falling down this rabbit hole before as well. Is that I just want to like jam pack in so much because I think I just want to like over deliver on value and really wow yeah. people. And what you end up doing is just overwhelming your people. Yeah, and I like I noticed this with the first course I created as well. And now in hindsight, I can think, okay, I know why this happened. I felt like I had to prove how much I knew about the topic because I wasn't already known as like a Facebook ads expert. I felt like I had to show everyone how much I knew. And I think it's actually an imposter syndrome thing that we do. We feel like we don't know enough. We're not the experts. So we kind of have to prove it to our customers that we are and they don't really care. Yeah. And I agree. Like they just want the outcome, don't they? Yeah. They just want to get there. Exactly. And they've obviously believed in you enough to spend the money on your course. So you don't need to prove to them how much you know. Mm. And also it leaves them hungry for more as well. So if they've done one of your, one of your courses, programs, whatever it might be, um, they've got the said result that you promised them, then they'll go on to buy the next one as well, because they, like you said, it's consistency of results. That's what they're interested in. Yeah. And they'll tell their friends, they'll leave good testimonials. Whereas if you have too much content and people never get to the finish line, you don't get testimonials, reviews, case studies, friends telling them, telling their friends about it. You know, you don't get any of that good stuff. Yeah. That is awesome. All right. Tip number four, hit us. Uh, don't be afraid to pre-sell if you, yes. yes. I mean, if you have an idea and you're not really sure if people are going to buy it, or maybe like a few people in your audience have said, oh yeah, that's a good idea but you're still feeling like, oh, this could be a little bit risky, sell it before you make it or like even sell it halfway through making it because then you've actually got people who've put their money where their mouths are and you know that you have customers. Whereas like, it's very easy for somebody to say, yeah, that's a great idea. But then when you actually go and ask them for the sale, they don't want to pay for it. So yes, yes, don't be afraid to pre-sell. 
I love this one. The first product, online product that I made was our Owners Collective Mastermind. And um, I, I, I got clear on what I wanted people to get out of it. And then I did, um, I did the outline for it, but totally pre-sold it. And yes. it was so valuable because in hindsight, I know that I could have sat there for six months and created all of the content. And then maybe no one bought it at the end of that six months. Like what a waste of six months. But in pre-selling it, I knew I had people there. I knew what kind of people there were as well. So I knew how I was creating it. And also, funded the actual build and my time of, of making the program. Yeah. And with something like that as well, like a lot of people, when the first time that they're running an online course, I'll say, well, why don't you do it in like a group kind of format week by week? You create the content each week because, you know, you might think it's only going to take them a week to get through module one, but maybe they actually need two weeks or maybe they'll get through it way quicker than you think, or maybe they'll have these questions you haven't anticipated. So it allows you to I get that feedback loop going straight away with your customers and to figure out what they actually need from you. Yeah. Awesome. They are four brilliant tips. So have you got a cheeky fifth one for us? Yeah, I'm sure I can find one. (laughs) Uh, Don't forget to actually tell people about your product when you're launching it. I don't know why, but there's this idea that, you know, if I put it on my website, people will buy it. That doesn't happen. unless you have a lot of website traffic, which, you know, most of us don't have that kind of website traffic where we can just put a product on our site and it's going to sell itself. No, you need to, you know, actually make a big deal about it. Build up your email list beforehand, start to engage your social media followers, start to get them talking about this product, start to get them interested in it, and then actually really like dial it up when you're about to launch it. Again, sage advice. It's And when you're in it, it can seem so hard. It's like, of course I'm telling people about, but you might not have. It's no. surprising. And it feels like, it can feel like you're talking about it all the time. You're like, oh yeah, I put it on my stories and I emailed my list about it and I posted an Instagram post, but nobody's going to see all of those things, right? And if they're seeing all of those things, they are your biggest fan and they want to see all that stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So double down on it. Steph, I love it. So in terms of, you know, how do we create an online product? Knowing your customers is the number one tip. Number two, um, pick one idea and focus on that through to completion before you start chasing another one. <laughs> um, number three is know the outcome for your product. So where do you actually want people to get to? And then strip back from there. I mean, that's what they're the notes that I wrote. Uh, number four, don't be afraid to pre-sell um, so that you can make sure that people really do want this yeah. thing. And number five, don't forget to tell people. Yes. <laughs> Probably um, the most important. Yeah. But I love that it came in as a cheeky fifth bonus. And <laughs> I mean, as we've like really covered already, I just think right now everyone's eyes should be, eyes, ears, minds should be on thinking about creating an online product because of the flexibility, the freedom, the scalability that it's actually going to offer people. And I think most importantly, the impact both on your personal life and on the life of your clients and your potential clients, because you can reach more people. A hundred percent. And I think like, especially at this time when a lot of us are feeling like we want to help, but we don't know how, or, you know, like we feel kind of like it's too, everything that's going on is too big for one person to fix. Just focus on helping the people you can help and impacting the people you can. Ah, that's such, such a nice, (laughs) nice way to wrap us up. So Steph, look, let people know a little bit more about what you do and of course, how they can get in touch. 
Yeah. So as Prue said, I am a digital product launch strategist. I help people launch online courses, memberships, group programs, eBooks, podcasts, all of the above. And you can find me over at stephtaylor.co on my website. You can find me on Instagram at stephtaylor.co and you can find my podcast. It's called Socialette in all of the major podcast apps. Amazing. Amazing. And guys, I cannot... Having worked around a lot of businesses before, there is no one that loves launching anything like Steph Taylor <laughs> loves launching things. So if you're thinking about launching something, then definitely head her way and check it out. So Steph, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Prue. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you never want to miss an episode, be sure to subscribe over on Apple Podcasts. I'm also dropping some juicy business building tips on Instagram. So head over to at Owners Collective to join in the fun. And finally, folks, if you're hungry for a deep dive into the entrepreneurial story behind some of the best businesses around, be sure to listen to my other podcast, One Wild Ride, where we talk all things good business, positive impact and epic adventures with the most inspiring entrepreneurs around.